inspiration, success stories, expert advice, strategies, new ideas, and amazing conversations. Everything you need to become a great speaker. This is Oscar Santolaya, and welcome to Time to Shine. Hi, and thanks for joining today. Today, we'll have a very passionate speaker and also entrepreneur, and, and she also helps other entrepreneurs and speakers to, to find their way to, to the success. Today, we're going to talk uh, with Monique Bloxil. She is the founder of Hard Power Businesses, in which she helps entrepreneurs globally to stop selling their time and earn six figures income and impact the world. She is also an awarded international speaker, published author, podcaster, and pitching expert, what we're going to discuss today about pitching. Very interestingly, Monique also runs a vibrant global community to uplift professional speakers. Her business mantra is speak up, scale up, impact the world. Hello, Monique. Hi, Oscar. It's great to be here. I love your podcast. Amazing. Always very inspiring. <laughs> oh, thanks a lot. Very kind words from you, and I'm really happy to, to talk with you. Um, as I said, you are, uh, you are also very inspiring, the, the, what you do and the way you do it, very passionate and, and always willing to help people. So I would like to hear first uh, how you um, became a professional speaker and a coach and entrepreneur who helps other entrepreneurs. Right. How much time do you have, Oscar? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, let me cut a long story short. Yes. Um, you know, I worked for almost 15 years. You know, I, I was uh, uh, building a corporate career, which uh, made me very happy for a long time. And while I was a marketing expert, especially I worked in the field of pricing and yield management. At some point, I was the global head of pricing and yield management uh, for one of the biggest logistics uh, corporates in the world. And uh, because of my position, I was invited to speak and give workshops and speak at conferences on the topic of pricing and yield management. And already at that time, I was being paid to speak. However, everyone that has ever built a bridge that I call from job to joy, I mean, a mm. job can be a lot of uh, joy as well, but everyone that's ever become an entrepreneur knows that, uh, you know, it's really, you know, when you're speaking, it's an entirely different speaking uh, compared to being an expert speaker as you're a corporate leader. Because, when, you know, at least it was like that for me. When I was speaking, being a pricing expert, um, you know, at these conferences, I was speaking about technical topics, like, you know, how do you define your prices? How do you monitor prices and yield developments and these kind of things? So when I stepped out of my corporate career and I really built my own business, and today I work with speakers and, and coaches and trainers, consultants around the world to really help them step up as a professional speaker and to really grow their business around their message as well so they make a bigger impact. So everyone that is an entrepreneur knows that as an entrepreneur, you don't only speak about technical things. It's probably the same with you, Oscar. You're a speaker and you're a podcaster. And you really open your heart. You know, you speak about things that you care about, that uh, go through your mind and heart, and not just technical elements of how to speak or how to build a business. It's also about how do you step out of your comfort zone and, and step onto bigger stages and all these kind of things. So what I realized is that when I 
you know, when I uh, built my business, um, speaking became pretty much from day one a really important element of uh, what I was offering as an entrepreneur, as a speaker. So I've been speaking all over the world in the meantime, you know, uh, representing my business and what I really care most about, uh, you know, namely, how do you make a bigger impact with your voice and your business in the world? And um, so I've been using speaking a lot as as an offer, as a product. Even today, I'm still being paid as a speaker. However, sometimes I'm also speaking, um, you know, uh, you know, without being paid, and I make my money indirectly while I attract clients to the business as I'm on a stage. So, um, you know, it's really interesting as well. You know, what, what is speaking, and how, you know, what does it mean to be a professional speaker? You know, I always encourage people saying, hey, um, you are a professional speaker. If you're earning directly or indirectly money with your speaking, then you can call yourself a professional speaker. So, you know, I've been on, on stages for around 20 years. I've been since almost from the beginning being paid to speak. And it's really a great marketing tool where people get to know me, um, where we connect uh, from mind to mind, but also heart to heart where people get an experience of who I am and what I do and how we could uh, work together in the most amazing ways uh, to bring their business and their speaking to the next level. So, and today I'm also teaching others really how to become a professional speaker and step up professionally. So that's pretty, pretty much my journey of not only becoming a professional speaker, but really helping people <coughs> to build a bridge from free, mm -hmm. speaking for free to being paid to speak directly and indirectly. Oscar, I hope that gives you a little bit of a glimpse into my own journey. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty pretty interesting and something that well, you say that you became very quickly uh, a speaker in in your pre in your original career in some, uh, in marketing, and and you also said that um, you got paid to speak almost from the beginning. So that's something that sounds like a dream for many people who are listening <laughs> to this to this podcast, certainly. And yeah, it's fantastic that you have all this experience. Uh, you know, you are speaker and entrepreneur and helping all entrepreneurs. So I'm sure you have uh, a lot to tell us. But you, uh, when I ask you what you like to talk today, you chose to talk about pitching. Okay, and well, now let let's let's see why you want to talk about pitching. So let's start. What is a pitch? Right. So let's start with the question of why do I love to speak about pitching? Yeah. <laughs> Because uh, honestly, I mean, I always say jokingly, like I have three passions in my life, right? Um, one is entrepreneurship, one is speaking, and one is my husband, right? <laughs> so let's keep my husband out of the picture. But when it comes to, you know, as you know, the, the, bridge, the, the connection between uh, being an entrepreneur and speaking is a really powerful co uh, connection. And this is really where my speed spot is as well. I've been, a lot of people ask me, like, what is actually a pitch? And uh, I always say that uh, a pitch is pretty much anything you say to anyone with the intention to convince them, okay? So a pitch is really, uh, you know, and, and I'm giving keynote speeches also, uh, you know, with the title, the, the Art of Pitching, how you convince anyone of anything almost every time, right? Mm -hmm. And I've been giving that workshop in the US at big conferences, um, you know, in, in Asia, all over Europe. And again, people are always very surprised when they hear me say that. Uh, but it's really like every time, it's not necessarily something you only say to clients. You know, it's really pretty much any time you want to convince someone you're pitching. 
And I know it because I have been an investor pitch mentor for several years where we had to craft speeches that were as short as two, three or five minutes where entrepreneurs needed and wanted and were craving to convince you know, uh, investors that would invest hundreds of thousands, if not millions of euros into their business. And again, it's really an art to bring what you have to say into a short enough message so that someone is feeling interested, right? So a lot of people think when they hear pitching, they think about investor pitching, right? I mean, we, we all know uh, the TV series, uh, you know, like the Lion's Den or, you know, in Austria, it's called Two, Min two Minutes, Two Million, right? Or Dragon's Den or whatever they're mm -hmm. called. And people think like, oh, pitching has something to do with uh, convincing investors. But not really. It's also about triggering interest when you speak to someone, uh, you know, for your business to attract clients, to get them to say quickly, yes, what you have to offer is for me or is not for me, right? And you know what? There's good news, Oscar. You can even use the art of pitching in your private life, right? You can convince your mother-in-law to take care of the kids or your yeah. husband to go to a specific oh, yes. restaurant or anything, really. I mean... That is the power of pitching, that when you know the formula of pitching, you can apply it everywhere in your life. And, uh, you know, on a business side, I would say there's different types of pitches, right? I mean, mm -hmm. even your marketing message, like the first sentence or message that you put on your website is a pitch. It's supposed to trigger interest so that people are interested in learning more about what you do and finding out if they want to work with you, Right. So it could be a marketing message on a website, on a flyer, on a, on a package, you know, if you're selling tangible products or physical products. So any kind of marketing message is a pitch. And then there's elevator pitches, right? As the name is saying, you know, within, you know, short 10 seconds, 20 seconds, up to a minute, depending on how long the elevator ride would be, <laughs> right? You want to trigger interest. So there's elevator pitches and then there's sales pitches, or investor pitches, and they're normally, uh, you know, two, three or five minutes long. And then there's small talk, right? Even in small talk, you want to weave certain messages in to trigger interest to exchange contacts and to continue your conversation and connection. Or business presentations, right? I mean, these are probably the longest ways uh, of pitching, which can be as long as 30 minutes, an hour, two hours, or even longer, right? So there's, there's all kinds of uh, pitches um, that people are using consciously or unconsciously all the time. The question is, are they doing it well? Are they easily and fast convincing people and, you know, getting their interest? And my approach is always, I suggest to people that when you want to get your pitch really, you know, clear and irresistible, um, start crafting a sales pitch. Start crafting a message that you can present in two, three or five minutes because once that one is clear, people often come to me and say, hey, Monique, you know what? Can you help me craft my elevator pitch? I say, let's craft a sales pitch first because then you can reduce it and, and condense it to an elevator pitch or a marketing message. Or you can take a sales pitch and expand it into a small talk or business presentation. So I always say start with a sales pitch. But in general, as I said, you can use it in business and in private life. Mm -hmm. And a pitch is really like anything you say to anyone if you want to make an impact or convince them in some way. Yes, right? yes, yes. And and as you as you have explained now, there are many situations in which speeches are useful, even also in, in written, as you say, what is written on a website. 
yes. uh, different type of pitches, uh, not only the investor startups or, or elevator pitch that are the most common that we hear, but there are, there are many, many other ways. Um, mm-hmm. When you said sales pitch, converting sales pitch or starting crafting a sales pitch and then transforming it to Alberto pitch, for example, what is, how do you define a sales pitch, how long it is and what are the elements? Let's say. Yeah, again, it, it depends how much time you have, right? But, um, you know, let's say that you convince someone fast. Let's say you, you know, you want to just condense it into a two, three or five minute message. Um, there is actually a really powerful formula. I call it the seven power steps to your irresistible pitch, mm-hmm. right? And the formula is, you know, I call it hipstar, H-Y-P-S-T-A-R. It's like H-Y-P-S-T-A-R. And every one of these letters of this hipster formula stands for a concrete element of that, you know, uh, and, and one of these steps to craft your irresistible pitch. So let me quickly go through the seven, uh, yep, you know, please. in a lighthouse speech, uh, you know, in a, in a lighthouse way or in, in, a, in a blizzard way. And then if you really want to dive into this, we can talk about how you can really craft your own pitch later. But here's the formula. So the H stands for hook, Right. A lot of people start pitching by saying, my name is, and today I'm going to introduce you to, and you know what? This is just so boring. You don't want to start your, you know, your, your pitch in this way. You need to say something that triggers interest within seconds, that gets people at the edge of their seat. They want to hear more, right? So you need to find a hook that really, that really triggers interest from the first moment on, Right. And uh, one hook could be a question, right? Or it could be a little story, or it could be a provocative, um, you know, a statement or something else. There's so many ways, uh, you know, how you can open your pitch. And then, of course, at some point, people want to know who you are. However, here's my hint on that. Don't present yourself as if you're applying for a job. Don't give them your points of your CV, Right. Mm-hmm. Rather tell them why you care, because that builds the personal connection. And people, as we know, they get convinced and they buy from us, not based on what's happening in their mind, but what's happening in their heart. You know, as much as we like it, but it's a combi- at least a combination yes. of both. Yes, mm-hmm. logical reason helps them make a decision, but, you know, they really want to feel an emotional connection that, you know, uh, gets them really interested So what you want to do is present yourself from the perspective of why do you care about what you do and what you want to pitch? And that builds this personal connection, right? And then the P, you know, and then I always ask, like, you know, what, what what's next? You know, after you hook them, after you really have their interest, they know something about you in terms of why you care, what, what's next? And then people say, oh, and then I start introducing my product. And I'm always saying, not yet. Right. One of the golden rules of pitching is first, you want to present the problem. What problem are you solving for whom? How big is the problem? How urgent is it? Right. So, for example, if you are you are in the world of speaking like me and many people are, if you are a, a speech trainer or a speech coach, a lot of people say, okay, and, and I'm, you know, I'm offering speech courses or I'm You know, I'm offering speech coaching and this is how I'm doing it. But before people don't, people, a lot of people say, a lot of my clients, you know, if they're, for example, speech coaches, they they go to their clients and they say, hey, I'm offering speech coaching or I'm running courses on, 
you know, how to become a better speaker. And they say that to an executive or they say that to a business leader. Often the business leader will think, well, but I am a good speaker already. You know, how do you think I got into this position, right? So what you need to do first is get people to see not necessarily even why they're a bad speaker, but show them how they can be an even better speaker and what impact that would have on their career or their business and why it's a problem that they are not there yet. Yeah, show them where they can go and what impact it would have to start triggering interest and then they're going to start listening. Okay, but if you just say I'm a speech coach or a speech mentor, you know, I mean, there's, there's a gazillion of those out there. So what you need to do is you need to address the problem first someone has or show them an ambition of where they want to be and make them see and feel why it's a problem that they are not there yet. Right. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, only when the pro when they feel the problem. I mean, I know I work a lot with consultants. They, they know the situation. They walk into a meeting room. They're meeting business leaders. Um, they want to convince them to work with them. And they don't really they don't really address the problem. And then they know what they could do. They know what new products they could help them to implement. They know how they could, ha could help them make more money, improve their profit, uh, save costs you know, upgrade their teams or whatever they're doing, they know exactly what they could do and what the impact would be. But if the leader and executive they speak to just don't feel that not having this, you know, available for themselves or their business, if they don't feel the need, they'll say to the consultant, yeah, thank you. It sounds amazing, but we're too busy. Or they find another excuse and they send them out of the door because they don't feel the problem on why they should actually even listen to what the person has to offer. So always address the problem before you address the solution. And then once they sit at the edge of the seat, they say, oh, my God, yes, I really want to go there and I really want to make this happen. And this is important to me. Then you can start talking about the S, which stands for solution. Then you can start speaking about what you have to offer and uh, how that is different to what everyone else is offering, right? Mm -hmm. And then you can speak about, uh, you know, and here's some hints on how you present your solution. Don't talk about the, what you offer. Talk about the how their life will change or their work or their business will change after they work with you. So don't focus so much on the what you offer. Don't say, I'm going to... You know, I'm going to run this course and then it's a it's a three month course. And every week we, you know, week one, we talk about that. Week two, we talk about that. Week three, we talk about that. Right. Don't show them a difficult way of how to get there. And that's what a lot of people do when they pitch. Right. Or when they speak about their offer or their business, they make it sound difficult. Yes, you want to say a few basic things of what you offer, but you know, already Simon Sinek, and I don't know, uh, Oscar, if you're very, uh, you know, aware of him and his speech, yes. The Power of Why, or What Makes a Great Leader Great, he talks about why it's important to rather focus on the why, right? So the, and the why is, hey, you know, join us on this three-month journey, and at the end of it, you'll, be, you'll feel confident to speak, you know, to an audience of 10 and 10,000. And you will get ready to really get standing ovations. And this is really going to lift you and your career and your business up in this and this way, right? So talk about the what, but also talk about the why. 
And also, there's so many more things to say about how to present a solution. But another quick hint is, you know, really use simple and easy language. Don't make it sound complicated. Too many technical experts that I work with, um, you know, technical entrepreneurs, and I mostly work actually with uh, expert entrepreneurs, but especially technical people or scientific people and experts, they use a very complicated language. You don't want to do that. You know, even on the marketing side, you don't want to say things like, we should partner with, uh, you know, we should build stronger marketing partnerships to tap into the synergy of marketing solutions so that we, we increase the return on investment of our marketing campaigns. Don't speak a language like that. <laughs> Present your solution in simple words and say, look, let's work with this marketing agency so we can cut our marketing budget in half and reach, reach the double in the number of clients, right? So again, say things in simple ways. And then, you know, the last three steps very quickly, you always want to build trust. Don't just tell people and say, I have a solution. I have an offer that could help you. Also share with them how it's worked for you, how it's worked for your clients, how, how they will, you know, how you can give them not a guarantee, but at least the faith and the trust that when they say yes to what you want them to say yes to, they will get what they what they want to get, right? And then always, just, you know, the, um, the A stands for action. Get them into action. Make, you know, as we call it in marketing language, always place a call to action. When you've pitched well, they know what problem you can help them solve. They know how you solve it, how you stand out, and they trust you're the right one. You want to invite them to dance with you right away. You want them to take an action. So arrange a next call or get them to your website and sign up on something or whatever the call to action is, but never let them hang in there. They want to work with you. Give them a way of how they can start connecting with you further and starting to work with you, right? And the R of the Hipstar formula is to round off, right? Round it off in a powerful way. Choose an ending that they will memorize. Choose an ending that, again, sparks passion and brings energy, where they get excited about taking this next step with you. And, uh, you know, again, the ending, they will remember. And that's what they're going to say to others after you left the stage or after you left the conversation, right? So, again, that's the hipster formula. It's about have a powerful opening like a hook, Speak about you, you know, define the, you know, make them feel the problems, make them see the solution, build trust that this solution will work for them, get them to take a next action right away and run it off in a powerful way. So they're excited to take the next step with you and to share the opportunity with others. So that's the hipster formula, Oscar. I don't know. How does it resonate with you? <laughs> Sounds very good, actually. It's pretty convincing. It's very, of course, when, when you put the things very, well structured like that with elements that really need to be there in a in a pitch in a uh, presentation is uh, of course this is, sounds very very convincing um, yeah and and the challenge is really i mean knowing it and doing it is two different things right yeah. even knowing yes. the formula you know i mean you really need to dive into things to craft it out and it takes you know like with speaking they say your first speech is never the best you know the, mm. the perfect speech is rewritten the same with a pitch. It's rewritten. But you need to start understanding the logic and the formula, and you need to start trying it out. And, you know, all the time when I run a workshop, I always have people coming back to me saying afterwards, oh, my God, Monique, 
I started to communicate in a different way. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, like, like one of my last mastery course, I ran on this, right? People came back and they said, oh, you know what? I use it in one of my speeches and I already got booked for two other stage time opportunities. Or someone said, I use it in my webinar. And uh, you know what? I actually increased the number of webinar registrants or my, my uh, program registrants by you know, twice, right? I had other clients that doubled their income or they gained new clients right away just because they start communicating and pitching in a different way. It's, it's, it's a magical formula, really. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's super good. Uh, there are seven steps. So how short you can put the seven steps? How short can it be? <laughs> <laughs> you know, again, you know, I mean, you, you know, you could turn, as I said, you could turn that, that sales pitch into an elevator pitch and make it a marketing message. And then you can say it and, you know, people can read it in less than seven seconds. Okay. But when it comes to an elevator pitch, it's normally like 10 to 20 seconds long. A sales pitch normally is at least two, three or five minutes long. Right. The good news is once you have your sales pitch crafted, you can use it as an element or as parts of mm -hmm. elements everywhere. You can use it on your website. You can use it in your podcast. You can use it on your webinars. You can use it on your programs. You can use it in your speeches. That's the power of it. Once you have your pitch clear, you can use it anywhere, you know, either as a speech in itself or as a part of a speech that you use in other exactly. ways, marketing materials, messages, speeches, wherever you're speaking. As I said, remember, pitching is like anything you say to anyone if you want to convince them. That's a pitch. So you can make it as long and as short as you want to, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you mentioned when you were explaining these seven steps, you mentioned the example of, of a speaker or trainer who wants to sell their services. Um, that's one group of people. You work a lot with them who, mm -hmm. who need a pitch. Could you explain us a bit um, how different would it be for a, a different, some other type of audience that you could explain us now? You yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, what I always say is probably the core of your pitch, like the problem you're addressing for your clients. Uh, and, and, you know, what you offer is probably aligned in a certain way, right? Or it's just like, for example, if you are a leadership, uh, a leadership consultant, or let's say a leadership coach, right? So what you do is you can actually work with, with entrepreneurs and you can also work with executives and corporates, right? So the core message of what you do is like, you know, we help you um, become the leader everyone wants to work with, for example, right, could be a core part of your pitch that, you know, that uh, uh, resonates with entrepreneurs because they want to be a leader in their market and stand out, right, and it resonates with executives. So the, the core part of your pitch could be the same across different target audiences. Mm -hmm. However you still want to adapt, especially, for example, the problem part in a different way or how you introduce yourself or the hook you choose or the trust elements you put in. They can be different from audience to audience. So, for example, if you're, as I said, a leadership coach, right? If you want to work with an entrepreneur, they don't have the problem to, climb the to take the next career step, right? Uh, you know, being a corporate leader. But what they really want is they want to stand out as a leader. They want to get more visible. 
so that they attract more clients to work with, for example, right? Mm -hmm. So they have different problems mm -hmm. compared to someone that is holding a leadership position in a corporate where they care more about uh, more about questions like how can I step up, uh, you know, uh, and uh, get a promotion, or how can I motivate my team in a greater way, or you know, uh, how can I raise the performance of my team? So again, what you then put into the forefront, the problem you're addressing that you say to someone that you are solving is different. However, maybe what you do and how you do it might be similar. So the solution could be similar for both of them, where you work on them, them personally and, you know, how confident they are and how they embrace change and how com comfortable they are with being visible and how convincing they are. However, they use it in a different context. So you always need to adapt to pitch in this way. You know, also the you element, right? I mean, for example, for me, it's easy. I could address either side. I could speak about my experience as an entrepreneur and then build a connection, even mind-to-mind -mind and heart-to-heart -heart connection with other entrepreneurs. But, you know, when I speak to corporate leaders, I would share with them that I've been I have been a corporate leader in the corporate world, mm -hmm. right? So I will be introducing myself in a different way. So just to summarize what I'm saying mm -hmm. on, on your question, it's a really powerful question, Oscar. Um, you know, you once you have your pitch, the core of your pitch will probably be the same, but certain elements of your pitch you will be adapting so that you feel you speak to the person specifically that's right in front of you. You see what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. You you can uh, customize a few of the elements depending of of your audience. So that definitely is is, is very yes. good what you are saying. For instance, nowadays that. It's um, people are not meeting in person, so right. not as much as before. So, do you think it's different or even harder to pitch someone on a video or imagine like that, like now, just talking, just voice? Is it difficult? Yeah. So, so is it different? You mean? Yeah. I mean, I would say that you know the content might be similar, right? However, I mean, I feel the biggest difference is probably in the delivery. Right. So like, for example, right now, Oscar, you're running a podcast, right? Meaning that we're speaking to each other and people hear our voice, mm. but they don't see our body language. Right. They, you know, again, so in this case, you need to put more emphasis onto your voice. Right. So it's, uh, you know, these elements def definitely vary. Or, you know, also when you're on a video, like, uh, for example, I'm running webinars and I have quite a few people from around the world on the webinar. I, you know, I mean, when I'm speaking to an audience physically where there's thousands of people in front of me, I'm using an entirely different body language than when I'm on a screen. Mm -hmm. Because if you use, you know, if you overly use gestures or things like this in front of a screen, which you can, by the way, see a lot of speakers do because they love to be on stage. They're very animated, right? <laughs> But that could distract people from taking the message in, right? So I'd say, yes, you want to adapt the message also to a certain extent. You want to even, even more simplify things and say things in an even easier way because even today, right? I mean, as you know, a lot of people are what we call zoomed out, right? A lot of people use the platform Zoom to to share uh, and, and to, to bring people together and, and to train. Um, and uh, 
again, what, what you need to be aware of is what people come in with, right? I mean, they're tired. They've probably been in many Zoom meetings before. So you need to make sure you make things even, even more entertaining. You, you really make your message even more easy to understand, right? Mm -hmm. um, then what you, what you might want to do if you, uh, you know, if you give like a, a longer presentation on a stage. Yes. So there are changes that you adapt, uh, how you adapt your message. And there are changes even more so on how you deliver things from what I feel. Yeah, I think it's, it's right. How you deliver is I think, super important. And also some some part of the content, especially make it uh, simpler and, and shorter in, in many cases. So, yes, yes, I think excellent piece of advice. Um, Monique, could you share with us now what is your favorite quotation? I mean, there's so many. I'm a speaker, right? <laughs> But over the years, there's always been one for me that keeps standing out. And uh, that's probably one that I took on board when I built my business. It's from Ray Bradbury. It's saying, jump off the cliff and build your wings on the way down. Yeah. Right? So I think, you know, I mean, that's what we do as speakers, as entrepreneurs. You know, we are brave, right? I mean, you're brave, Oscar. When you built your podcast, you, you didn't know nothing about podcasting. You you just did it, right? Yeah. And then as you were running it, you know, you were learning, you know, who you wanted to have on it and how to structure it and how to technically set it up and all these things. So you had to jump off the cliff and then build the wings on the way down. So again, this is one of my favorite quotes. I love to explore new things. I love, like, I love adventure, right? I love to... <laughs> You know, to take new ideas and make them real. I mean, we as entrepreneurs, we are creators. I do it for myself and my businesses, and I do it for my clients' businesses as well. So, hey, we jump, and then we make things perfect as we go, right? <laughs> yeah, it's a good one. I, I agree, and I, I feel it, yeah. <laughs> We're embracing yeah. that uh, jumping off the cliff. Uh, could you now recommend us one book that has been particularly influential, inspiring for you? Oh my God, there's so many books, to be honest. Um, you know, I mean, I, I don't know. Uh, there's books about, uh, you know, there's one good book that I can recommend from uh, Smiley Kuswalski. It's called The Breakthrough Speaker. So if you really want to step out as a speaker, that's a good one. Or, you know, I mean, it really depends on what, what you're interested in. Um, you know, there's amazing books like The E-Myth, if you want to grow your business. Um, you know, if you want to really grow your business and build a team around it, if you want to learn how to do that, it's traction. I mean, there's really, I mean, I, I'm constantly reading. I'm reading all the time, right? And then there's books, uh, you know, I, I love, uh, you know, like uh, this, you know, you know there, there's a book on a personal level from uh, Gay Hendricks called The Big Leap, you know, which is also going a little bit hand in hand with my preferred quote, like, mm -hmm. you know, really step up, take a big leap, conquer your hidden fear and take life to the next level. I mean, that's a good one. And, and there's many more, you know, the, the big five for life, find out what you really want in life, right? So, yes. and by the way, I'm, you know, I've co-authored <laughs> some books and I'm, you know, in the process of writing some. So, you know, I mean, there's so many books that we can always get inspiration from. Well, look, I think we captured a few of them and sounds, yeah. sounds really very, very interesting and And, and useful so last piece of advice I would like to ask you is you, you leave us with an exercise something practical that we, we could uh, do regularly a routine yeah. to shine yeah so, so, so there's you know again there's several things especially as a speaker the first thing is really make sure you're in good shape right 
Make sure your body is in good shape, that you're in a good mood, that you're really uplifted because your audience will, will hear it no matter if they see you or not, right? Like on a podcast. And then really another thing is, you know, um, also as an entrepreneur and speaker, you always want to have um, authentic, uh, you know, uh, unique uh, speech material. As we say, life is speech material. So, You know, start being observing, uh, observant and really, you know, start, um, you know, writing a little journal and write down what is happening to you in your life. Mm. You know, because life is speech material like, uh, you know, like, I mean, there's always lessons in what we experience. So write those stories down. So that's one thing that what I do. And then here's another one that uh, I just did with a client of mine recently where I really got her to step out of her comfort zone. And I invited her, you know, a lot of people are afraid of stepping out and getting more visible um, as speakers, as entrepreneurs. And uh, to really take the fear away of that is, I, you know, I recently read a challenge with a client of mine where I invited her to record one little video every day. Okay, so the first couple of days, I said, you don't need to even publish it, just record it, mm -hmm. right? So as you're collecting your speech material, why don't you actually every day record a little video? It doesn't need to be long, one minute, two minutes, three minutes, five minutes, depending on how comfortable you are with speaking. But just start recording a little video every day where you capture what's been amazing in the day. What did you learn? Because again, when it's a learning for you, others will benefit from hearing about that too. Okay. So, I mean, these are some, some of the things that I'm, you know, I'm recommending and that I'm doing myself as well. Right. So yeah. um, being in good shape, um, you know, I'm having a morning routine every morning. I'm doing at the moment about, you know, uh, 45 minutes to an hour meditation. I'm doing my sports. I'm doing my journaling. I'm doing my learning. Um, you know, so it's, it's really important to stay in good shape and then collect speech material every day write down what's been happening in your life and what, what did that do to you and what did you learn from it so that way you really collect a lot of speech material and uh, step out of your comfort zone by create you know by recording little videos on a regular basis if not daily for a little while and see what that that does to you but i can tell you that for my client and even myself in the past it really gave us so much more confident To, to embrace our voice, to appreciate our voice, to appreciate that what we have to say has tremendous value. And for everyone that's listening to this and you, Oscar, and everyone that's with us today, you have an incredible voice. Use it. Use it. Okay. So, and really like speak your truth, share your experience, speak from your heart to uplift others. So, You know, I mean, that's really my my business mantra is speak up, scale up, impact the world. You know, the world needs you. So share your voice. Yeah, absolutely. And share yeah, thank and you. Thank you for right business around it, right? So that you can make a bigger impact. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I definitely like your 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 mantra and everything you have been telling us today. I, I like a lot the, the fact that you said that We should be uh, collecting our, our stories, our, our, our thoughts. If we are feeling this, we have learned this. Write it down so we can use it in the next, uh, in the next uh, conversation, interviews, uh, talks, etc. Because that mm -hmm. makes very interesting. Often I go to, to watch uh, a speaker and 
and I like when there's something new. They 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 tell something new that's happening in their lives or in mm. someone else's lives. So that makes so interesting. Yeah. And of course the videos, yeah. <laughs> Not everybody's super super comfortable or experienced with videos, but now we really have to to use them a lot. So yeah. Yeah, and, and so easy, Oscar. You know, I yeah, mean everyone today has a smartphone. All you need to do is switch on your video, speak. <laughs> I know it's easier said than done. Yeah. But I can tell you that if you do take that challenge, oh my God, after two weeks, after a month, you're gonna start embracing your voice and your message in a much greater way. And you feel more comfortable to get out there and share it with the world. So yeah, everyone that is with us today and that's uh, willing to try it out, please do it. And, you know, drop me some messages and let me know how you're doing mm -hmm. it and what questions come up and how is it, how it is helping you to speak up and to advance your business or your work and yes. to really have a greater impact. Yeah, just press rec. Well, thanks a lot, uh, Monique, for this very interesting interview. Uh, please tell us how people can get in touch with you or find more about the, the work you're doing. What are the best ways? Yeah, so um, Oscar, I assume that you're going to be sharing again also my name when we are launching the podcast or streaming the podcast. I know my name is not very easy, but it's, uh, you know, it's Monique Bloxel, um, M-O-N-I-Q-U-E-B-L-O-K-Z-Y-L. And my website is moniqueblocksell.com. So it's very easy. You can uh, check out my website. You can find there also a pitch checklist. Um, you can also, uh, you know, recently I have recorded six quick hints on, you know, how to how to really step up with your pitch. So um, I've created six little videos with uh, really powerful uh, pitching hints. So if you want to sign up with that, I think, Oscar, we can share the link with that as well, sure. right? Um, and as I said, on the website, you can download the pitch checklist. So you can find that there as well. And, uh, you know, you can also reach out to me directly. Just send me a LinkedIn message and say, hey, I heard you on Oscar's uh, podcast. And then uh, we can connect. And, you know, if there's any questions on your side of how to step up with your speaking, how to grow your business, using your voice in a greater way. Um, if you want to have a bigger impact and grow and scale your business so you can make a bigger impact, that's what we do. We take people from five figures to six figures and beyond, right? So um, in a way that you're not just selling your time anymore, uh, if that is something that you're interested or if you want to work on your pitch or you, you want to step up with your speaking or business, don't hesitate, reach out. I always love to connect with uh, inspiring people just like you. Okay, fantastic. Thanks a lot, Monique, and all the best. Yeah, thank you, Oscar. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Did you like it? Please subscribe to our podcast in iTunes, Stitcher, or visit us at timetoshinepodcast.com. Until next time...